You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another insanely hilarious Cooligans podcast is about to Alexis start. is certain. He doesn't even, you don't even, we don't even have to uh, wait till the end and what say it was funny. What, are we going to have a serious one? <laughs> you know, it's us. We're, we're pretty, we, we're nothing, if, if anything, we're con, uh, not consistent. You yeah. know what I mean? We uh, we nail it week after Every week. time. Okay. <laughs> well, you set the bar and we go right under it. <laughs> okay. We're, <laughs> we're playing limbo or yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> what's good, everybody? Welcome. Easy Cooligans, buddy. Your, fa- your favorite comedic soccer program okay mm. uh, i mean you know there aren't program sounds more official okay yeah dude this is like uh you know they say they, do they say program in england they, they say pro they probably throw an extra u in there somewhere <laughs> yeah. or don't they have an e at the end of it yeah oh, two, two m's, two m's and an e yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing too much <laughs> england <laughs> why you think we just have letters to spare <laughs> damn why have it in there if you ain't even saying it? Is that a program of me? You know. Uh, we're excited to be here. Uh, this is a this is You're our Christian, only show. I'm Alexis. Yes, we're excited. I wasn't gonna say that, but yes, uh, we are uh, excited to be here. Uh, but we only have one episode this week, so this week this episode is gonna be a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, so there's you know we had it was MLK Day on on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, and all your favorite brands chimed in. So you always right. love to see it. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> w- which brand wants more sales <laughs> in the black community? Uh, you know, uh, uh, thank you, uh, uh, you know, oatmeal raisin cookies yeah. for <laughs> sharing your favorite right. MLK quote. <laughs> I was sitting here like I don't even know how to say. Wait a minute, the gap. Has just posted an X. What does what does Huffy bikes have to say? <laughs> I'm glad they yeah. are an ally. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we have. Meanwhile, a- Harley Davidson. Quiet. <laughs> I'm guessing. I honestly don't know. Um, so the uh, today's episode is going to be dope because we have an incredible guest. We're going to be joined by uh, Mark Wright, who is a, a, a journalist, a documentarian, and we're going to talk about. The, the new podcast um, that uh, he is a part of, the the, the Bison Project, mm-hmm. which is uh, called uh, on uh, Sports Explains the World. Absolutely yes, incredible. A, a metal arc media endeavor. Uh, to, to, so you right. can home team making huge, dope podcasts that exactly. are serialized and have a ton of great information. So yeah, I love how serialized is now a a part of the lexicon. You well, know? I keep saying it as if it is. <laughs> you know, you can correct me if I'm uh, wrong. But it is a, a, a dope uh, podcast that focuses on um, the Howard University uh, men's soccer team uh, in, in 1981 that when they won the title. 1971. sorry. Yeah. Uh, that they won the title and they were stripped of, uh, of, of that title and it's a fascinating story and we will talk to him about it. So Mark Wright will be with us in a bit but let's uh let's talk 
a little bit of uh, stuff going on in uh, in the footy world. Um, first, we have to start with, we, we mentioned this briefly last week, uh, that Jordan Henderson, yeah. uh, who plays for Al... Uh, it, it, no, Al Atifak. Al Atifak, yeah. Al Atifak. Which is... Uh, Steven Gerrard. Yes, he is yeah. the, the, the manager there. But um, Jordan Henderson uh, dealt with a lot of criticism for joining the team because uh, obviously of the, uh, uh, you know, LGBT rights issues that uh, that are happening in, in Saudi Which Arabia. Which he was a big champion of. Yeah. So until he got that bad. Everybody he saw the check. He's like, oh, well, dang. Yeah. That bad. Yeah. I mean, they don't need to go to every country. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And uh, now it's uh, it's official. Uh, Fabrizio Romano had uh, put out the tweet uh, that Jordan Henderson is done at uh, Al uh, Atifak. Uh, He's he, getting the Al Atifak out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that he will be going to uh, he will be going to uh, Ajax uh, reportedly. Uh, we're waiting for the official sort of announcement, but. He, uh, you know, he dealt with a lot of criticism and uh, for for even going and signing with the signing with the team. And, and I will he, say this is a I actually showing concrete interest. No, no, the, I, I pulled up the wrong tweet. Oh, but yeah, no, it so is, it's not exactly. A here we go. <laughs> it's not. A here we go. Just yet. It, it is. Uh, I'll, I'll find the, the official one. Uh, but it, it, it looks like it's uh, it's pretty certain. So. And it's not just Jordan Henderson either. There's rumors that Kareem Benzema is trying to get out of the Saudi Pro League. The Saudi Pro League just seems in general to not be as desirable of a place to be as players initially thought it was going to be. So what's what's the question though? Do we think it's done? I that well that was what I was going to ask you guys. Do you guys think that this is just a half year failure or is it growing pains? You know, is that what we're seeing? Is it players are coming? It's not what they expected, but maybe these just aren't the players because there are other players that haven't been complaining. Sadio Mane seems to be enjoying himself, and Golo Kante hasn't heard anything from him. I don't know. What do you guys think is next for the the Saudi Pro League? That's a great question. Whether it's a bust. Do we think? Well, I mean, with uh, you know the six people in the stands watching these games, <laughs> you would have to think that it's not much of a success. Um, look, it, it's a it's a thing where they have to figure out how to monetize this as soon as possible. They're spending tons and tons of money do on they? bringing. I mean, I guess so, right? I mean, do you think it's simply the, use all money to fund this hobby? For, for well, some of the a, owners, it's not a hobby. This is an attempt to enrich the football culture before, or at least visually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To the to the to the onlookers. So you don't open the hood. Don't yeah, open yeah, the hood. Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we just just buy the car because it's painted. You know. Okay. It, don't look at the car, facts. No. Why do you? You don't trust me? <laughs> just slapping phones out of hands here. This is crazy. You're gonna do this in front of me? Uh, what family? Yeah. Are you pulling up Zell? Carfax. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's they, they want the World Cup in 2036. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like a more of a long term investment yeah, into yeah, yeah. just uh, getting some of these uh, obviously big tournaments in in the country. So, right. Um, so you get some of the biggest players. You hope so that changes. How much the money can outlook? they lose? To do that, bazillions, <laughs> and that's I think the official term, uh, gajillions, whatever you want to call it. Okay, they have almost an endless amount of money. Yeah, I mean that's it's also uh, you know they don't have to turn a profit ever. A they don't even know what that is like it's profit. A sh- it's a shame that that they're, could be the case. They're when- like, wait a minute, if you start a business and it does well, you get more money. <laughs> that's crazy. I just thought we had the money. And let's have some fun. Yeah, I mean it's a shame in the, in the grander, like in the bigger uh, uh, sort of uh, you know 
concept of like that there that there can be so many people struggling and people have and, and a lot of poverty yet they're like yo let's just look we're burning money yeah. like come to the <laughs> annual burning money festival yeah. <laughs> well, every halftime we oh. burn money okay and that's what it kind of feels like um because yeah, so I, and I I get it if that is what the the focus is. It just um it, it be a, a financial investment for these uh you know whether it's like look if we, if we can make the accusations or the alleged of just like greasing uh, some of the wheels at FIFA and maybe and and I'm sure the people at FIFA are like hey we. We ain't got no problem with uh, <laughs> these like, wheels. Need grease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're squeaking. We're squeaking. <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. Wheels are kind of dry right now. <laughs> if only we had a little bit of oil. And shockingly, I feel like you guys got a lot of that oil. <laughs> um. So is I, I. So I guess the the answer to the question might be like we we don't even necessarily know what failure looks like. I guess the closest thing to failure is players not wanting to play there. Right. So Jordan Henderson leaving and we heard the reports about that that a lot of the players especially the foreign players that their 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 wives uh are not comfortable uh you know they don't appreciate being in the country or they don't yeah. like the, I the lifestyle think, I, I i'm i don't want to say it if i'm mistaken <laughs> uh, but i do believe that um jordan henderson was one of the players who like doesn't live where al etifak plays okay. i think he lived in doha and made the trip in all right. For training and for the game. Commuting which, to work. I'm assuming that's like <laughs> New Jersey, New York, like that close. Okay. I'm assuming. Maybe it's an hour, hour and a half. I don't know. Maybe we could look that up. But it seems to me like the reason why you would choose to live in Doha is because maybe that's a bit more progressive. Okay. Maybe yeah. it's a little bit, it makes a little bit of an easier life for your wife, maybe. I'm assuming. Maybe. Um, I mean, I've been to um, Dubai, which is obviously not the same country, but... It, it, it even before Dubai is like the it's the Vegas of the Middle East though it is but but you know a lot of the questions I had are like when before going were like oh does do do I have to behave a certain way I I, I knew that alcohol wasn't allowed in a lot of places not that I really cared about uh, drinking a whole bunch but you don't want to be like yo a Corona please and it's like handcuffs or whatever <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> man <laughs> man I love a beer oh, yeah. <laughs> damn why am I in Abu Ghraib I, <laughs> I don't even get here damn I didn't mean I just wanted a Heineken or Coors Light to yeah, be honest. yeah thank you well no you would get arrested if you had a Heineken but you have a Coors Light Coors Light the only you thing you become allowed. a prince in Dubai do they have a royal family so um but the, the one of the all, all the other things I was uh, like thinking about or or um you know is you know so, at like at beaches, I mean, man-made beaches or whatever. But like, what were uh, the women like? I thought like they would have to be uh, in burkas. Right. And, What's and, the state of dress? We've thing. also heard stories like a friend of ours, uh, Simeon Goodson, lived in Dubai, and he said you're not allowed to film selfies in public because oh. there's there's very strict privacy laws. So other people might be getting in your video. You're not allowed to post that until you get consent from everyone that was in the background. Wow. Yeah. So most of the time, you film selfies at home. Things like that. You can't just go in the stream and be like, I got a show this week. Sure, you have sure. to do that from the privacy of your own home. Just so there's the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, y'all. The little the <laughs> Korean, Korean heart thingy with your fingers. Um, you know, don't do that in public, 12 Sim. years in prison. Sorry. <laughs> can't. That's about four beers worth of prison. But so, I, I think there's there's obviously a different culture. There's Look, I'm, I'm not a... 
big proponent of religion in any way, shape, or form, right? For me personally, I respect if other people have it as part of their culture or something yeah. they believe in or their faith. Go for it. Um, but I do think there are some learning curves. There are some learning curves to to living in a place like uh, like Saudi Arabia or in Doha, if that's where you choose to live. And I think especially for – I think the English have a hard time even living in America sometimes. You know, like the culture is not the same. Life in England is just different. We experienced it when we were in Liverpool. People were popping beer cans yeah. at 10 a.m. on the train. And we're like, this isn't normal where we live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Unless you're a detective whose partner was murdered. <laughs> okay. And you're, there's a camera crew and this is part of the script of the movie you're filming. Um, it just isn't. The, some of those things, like the idea of just going out and getting super, super drunk and stuff like that. Like, that's not a part of even our culture. There's a bit of a learning curve on living in America. Yeah. That way I can only imagine a place where drinking is really looked down upon, how hard that is. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine it's very difficult. Do I think this is if we're the Saudi Pro League? Part of me tells me no. They're just going to go find different players. They may not be the ilk they want, yeah. but Cristiano Ronaldo seems to be having a good time there. Um, Neymar, up until his injury, seemed fine. Or at least we hadn't heard any negativity. I mean, I think the 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 big issue is that the players that will that do sign, I'm sure it's part of, the, especially players like Ronaldo and Neymar. That not only are they, um, you know, stars that are playing in 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 the league, but they also have to also be advocates and oh, it's part for, of the deal for the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah I yeah. mean, that we <laughs> they're not going to say a slightly negative right. word. Uh, Your goal celebration has to be oh, you opening a travel pamphlet to <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What a cool! Wow, <laughs> the beaches are man-made but serene. Uh, look, my family having a great time yeah, yeah. at this resort. You know? Please don't focus on the red dots of lasers on their foreheads. <laughs> Why uh, are we taking penalties? You don't need to do that. Focus somewhere else. Um, I, to me, it's difficult to say because of the amount of money they have access to. It's hard for me to say this has been a bust. I think. Growing pains is what I'll say. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, look, I think um, look, Jordan Henderson is not, you know, the the caliber player that's going to. Uh, uh, he ain't putting butts in the seats, right? right. <laughs> but but there's it, there's something to be said about you know maybe players from England that have the opportunity to go play in Saudi Arabia. They're gonna hit up Jordan Henderson and be like, "Yo, what what was it like? Should I go?" And They're then, not gonna hit up Jordan Henderson. I think they know. <laughs> <laughs> they might hit up so like Angolo Conte and be like, "What do you think?" Doug? I'm just saying. Look, he 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 is he is uh, an ambassador to some right. degree for the English player that might want to go play out there. Because right. I'm sure if you're gonna the, date Amber Heard, you might not reach out to what's his Johnny yeah, Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? You know, what I mean? you might reach out to a different. A different act. Somebody that might have had a better yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I buy a couple bed sheets. I was, know? I was, <laughs> I was on Netflix and I heard that she pooped in your bed. Yeah, yeah. is that like how much poop? You don't, right. you, you don't is really it like a little, it was a little poop. Is it like a manageable amount right. of poop. If it was a nugget, <laughs> yeah, all right. But if it was a concentrated you, amount, you can, a nugget you can make work. <laughs> you, can, you didn't know. You thought it was a fart. But if it's a significant amount, where they had to stand there. And read pamphlets on yeah. travel to Saudi then, you Arabia. Know, I'm swiping left, I think. <laughs> I, I think, think I'm <laughs> not. I think I'm deleting Raya. Uh, 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll see what uh, what ends up happening. Like, uh, I look, the, I don't. The league is not going anywhere, but I think the you know we got Karim Benzema uh, reported that he's looking probably for other options to, uh, to get out I of think there. He hasn't joined back with the team. Okay, yeah, I don't know the where where they are now with it. Um, but then uh, uh, Roberto Firmino uh, said that he's staying with uh, with the team. Uh, Al Ali. Al Ali. And uh, so, look, you're going to hear this from time to time. Uh, Jordan Henderson is just uh, he, because of the controversy of his signing. I think that's why, you know, we're kind of focusing on, on him because he, I think, just uh, justifiably uh, dealt with a little bit of uh, uh, criticism. And so it's going to be interesting him, uh, you know, uh, go, going back to uh, going to Holland and, and you know, maybe get a, kind of away from the, 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 the press about it to, to some degree. Do you want to hear a quick, quick little story about how? How bad the English travel? Remember, the England England won the World Cup in 1966. Yes. In 1970, the World Cup is in Mexico. Okay, mm -hmm. Mexico. The I, I got it the first time. <laughs> Everyone understood the first time. Just in time, case man. anyone listening is like, where like, is that? I didn't know. I need a dual lingo to listen to the show. He switched the J sound to an X, and now I understand it. They, uh, the coach of the English national team, said the food was terrible. Mexican food is bad. Uh -huh. So they. Flew, they they imported frozen hamburgers and yes, sausages. I've heard this to give you an idea of how badly the British travel. They thought Mexican food. What's with all this seasoning? Bring us the frozen sausages. Yes, they. If it, if it wasn't thawed in front of them, yeah, they don't no. want it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I have heard that story. It is fascinating. Um, Come on, you ain't built for this. <laughs> So the next piece of news we're going to talk about, Inter-Miami got a new recruit, a buddy of Lionel Messi, Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba. Uh, Luis Suarez has joined Inter-Miami, and does this automatically make them the new favorites to win MLS next season, do you guys think? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, they were the favorites, I think, before he joined. Uh -huh. They should be the favorites still, but not because he joined. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah I mean, but the story from... He said it himself, and I don't know if this was part of his... You know, attempt to get out of Gremio because remember he was trying to get out of that contract early so he could join Messi when Messi first got there. But mm -hmm. he said he has to get an injection in his knees before the games and afterwards for like two or three days after he can't play with his kids. Right. Uh, that's how bad his knee is. Now you bring that guy to a league that's very physical, involves a ton of travel, and plays on turf sometimes. How many games is he? What's the over under on how many games Luis Suarez is going to play? Yeah, I, look, that I, I think we talked about this briefly uh, when when that story came out. So the the you know if he if he can play you know realistically more than half the games and he played very well in Brazil. He did. He was the leading scorer for Daniel. so you would expect that the, the drop off can't be that terrible. I don't think he's going to be a bad player. I no, don't think I don't he's going to so. be terrible. But this a guy who plays. I honestly think 15 games should be the over/under. Okay. And I, I'm my feeling is that it's going to be under. Is I'll that say just, 15 and a half. Is that just an MLS, or you think cup games as well? Only 15. I'll say just MLS. Okay. Yeah, I think because uh, I, I think leagues cup. I think to be honest with you, I think championship cup, uh, Concacaf championship yeah. cup, Champions Cup, <laughs> uh, leagues cups. Too many cups. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's like my bed, my bedside table. Too many cups. My wife's going to get mad at you. Um, I feel like maybe Inter Miami prioritizes prioritizes. Why couldn't I speak there for a second? Prioritizes them because of the 
more global eyes that'll be put on it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know if it makes sense now with MLS being a global so, broadcast brand. I think the 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 interesting thing here as far as how much he's gonna play and also even how much is Messi gonna play because uh because of Copa America. They're both Uruguay and Argentina are gonna be playing obviously in Copa America. Is Luis Suarez back in Argent in Uruguay's plans? Yeah, though? yeah. I, I, he I, hasn't been. I would expect he, he hasn't would play. been. Really he hasn't no at all. Uh, Bielsa has not called him in. Okay, so I, they've kind of moved on from him, but maybe there's a chance. Maybe they there's get, a chance. So yeah. I, I think for the most part, um, he I, I would kind of expect if he could play twenty five to thirty matches. That is a, a uh, yeah. in all competitions, yeah. whatever. Any player gets that. You're happy, right? With <laughs> injuries and. So I look, we 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 kind of uh, you know Are you we talking about all competitions, all 25? competitions, okay, yeah, yeah. So which is fairly. That's low. actually yeah, that's actually a bit more reasonable. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. So request. look, I, I think we we're um, they, they, you know he's gonna be uh, what is it when on on a minute um, restriction restriction kind of you would have to probably load think, management load management mm, yeah. do what like you know do with LeBron and people get upset they <laughs> Kawhi don't Leonard to, <laughs> they don't <laughs> get to see their players play um, so. I, I don't know. I I don't think the because of especially because how well he played in Brazil. I I'm not too worried that you know there's going to be a huge huge problem per se. Um, I think yeah, there is obviously a lot of travel uh, with MLS. I mean, I, I would assume they are going to uh, uh, be as careful as possible uh, with him because and it's also not a thing where they desperately need him in all these games they have uh uh, uh leo campana and uh who's a, a very obviously clearly competent striker and will do very, very well i wonder how they're gonna manage you're not selling tickets with leo campana though. <laughs> yeah they don't they don't need it doesn't matter if if messi wasn't there and suarez was they ain't selling a bunch of tickets either they're selling more but not like the, the messi numbers like they yeah, no, messi is what's the... happening with messi and you know 2024 is going to be fascinating with like um the, the these away games i mean the game at arrowhead stadium for sporting kansas city oh, that's what i was actually about to look up was the capacity of the, and i was seeing some of the, the 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 cheapest tickets or something like 350 dollars. bro they're making money at arrow this is, this is like sixty thousand people 76 000 76 000, and the cheapest seat 350 that's insane that's and they're just, gonna sell it. They're gonna sell it. That's oh, the, sure. that, that's the, sure. the the shameful thing. But I understand the look the for maybe not for the the league or, or Messi even being there or calling it a cash cash grab or whatever. But the owners individually are like, yes, cash grab, cash grab it up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, grab, yeah. grab, grab. We want. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they got the. They got are you the suggesting crab. there's other cash to grab? Because <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> okay, it's, it's Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to grab, put money in these in these little pincers. Yeah. Give me more of those poor people's money. <laughs> okay, so find me a bigger stadium the, in Kansas City. The idea, City. you know, the the idea of moving the game out of Children's Mercy Park to to the bigger stadiums is, uh, oh, at least what we're sort of told. I hope the season ticket holders just get a ticket for the game. I believe, yeah, the season tickets are the, yeah. the holders are fine, but then for for you know, you they basically say like we're gonna attract. All the the new uh, new potential supporters and fans because Messi's here and you know it, yeah because like, that's how it works. A uh, casual fans gonna be like, you know, I think I want to support that guy that, that Messi's running past. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I want to buy season tickets for that. Because the idea could be, uh, you know, imagine if they made the tickets, uh, you know, sixty dollars, let's say, 
But why would you do that? I understand, but imagine just you—you you would get people that are like that's oh. financially irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. And for U.S. soccer, I mean, right, right, MLS, yeah. there's not many because we all know you. U.S. This soccer. isn't like Real Madrid playing Messi, and you're like, oh, how dare you trust <laughs> Madrid? But it's just but Sporting Kansas City. They, they would they would attract a. a, a Fans of Sporting Kansas City, more Sporting Kansas City fans than just Messi fans. And it would be, uh, yeah, you would still have a lot of pink jerseys in the stadium, but you would definitely fill the stadium. You would definitely have that easier connection to uh, potential fans to get season tickets to, to watch games at Children's, uh, uh, Children's Mercy Park. So that's kind of like the, the, the hope. But there's a, I'm suggesting $60, but to go to nearly 400 for the cheapest ticket. I mean, look, unfortunately, it's, that's what the demand is, no? And if I mean, not, it, it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah. That's, like, that's a, like the shame. They, they can sell it for that much and they will and they will and and really which is like isn't that what like a liverpool season ticket costs like 300 <laughs> right. isn't it? yeah it's it's wild so um yeah look the, these owners uh of these uh, mls teams that are that where inter miami is visiting they're going to make probably two maybe two seasons worth of profit yeah. In this, in this like one game, and they're that's what that's what they're doing. This they're is, taking that opportunity. This is their version of like the FA Cup, when like a small club right. gets a chance to get like a large what forty five percent of like mm -hmm. the tickets from like the big gate from like playing one of the Premier League games. That the amount of money that is is like three years worth of their income in one yeah. game. That's what this is going to be for Sporting Kansas. City. Yeah, they basically, you know, they, you know, I guess all the owners had to agree with whatever the. Um, Whatever rules they had to sort of bend to even have Messi on board, right? I'm sure not maybe not the MLS rules per se, but the like the the giving a percentage of of the, the Apple subscription. Right. The, the MLS uh, doesn't season. Messi make a cut of the gate? I don't know. I don't Probably. know. That was rumored. I know Probably. it's. I know it's merchandise. Um, I don't think. I don't know subscriptions, if it's gate, but the, the the subscription. So the owners, I'm sure, had to have some sort of say right. or, uh, involved. So they're like, "Hey, right, this is how we're gonna get our money back." But you know what? They should make it transparent for the fans. Like, yo, it's like Messi makes a cut of the gate, so it's 280. There's a sixty dollar Messi tax. <laughs> Messi tax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just put it right on there. Put it on there, bro. Hey, yeah. don't blame me. I'd be. I, I'd be more. I like respect that more from Ticketmaster. Right. They just told me there was a Messi tax. <laughs> right. Right there on the ticket, rather than all Bro. these wild ass fees. So it's a forty five dollar ticket to go see my favorite band and a one hundred and twenty processing fee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Shipping. How, how I'm that? getting it emailed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus. All right. So, uh, so I wonder the, um, you know, as far as like how the team is going to play. I was going to say on the field. How do you think it's on the field? Them? You know, uh, uh, I don't think we mentioned this yet, but Julian Gressel signing for Inter Miami, yeah. I think, is what. A signing. If they, he plays right back, they're going to be great. Although they already have Yedlin. He's, he's a wing back. He'll probably be a midfielder. He's a wing back. He's going to play probably right mid, but uh, which he did at, that's why basically what he did at Atlanta. And, uh, but the amount of uh, crosses this man is going to be sending into Luis Suarez. He's Bro, like, like a factory like, that works for a church. <laughs> Just nothing but crosses. <laughs> Never heard that one before. <laughs> Did not hear that one before. Just like, nothing like all day. Punch factory in. Cross, cross, cross. That cross. works for a church. <laughs> Damn, bro. I mean. 
<laughs> wow. I mean, I think I think Pope Francisco gonna walk right in here and be like, Alexis, do Damn. you want to be one of our cardinals? <laughs> Apple over here. <laughs> My goodness. Um. So yeah. So I, that that's what, kind of what I'm uh, excited about. They 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 traded away uh, uh, Kamal Miller, which is a little bit of a concern. But this is this is the issue with Inter Miami. Inter Miami when they're on the when they're scrolling through transfer market mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I think this guy would be might be a good fit. And they call him. They're like, yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Who is this? Yes. <laughs> the call player. And they're like, we can only pay you MLS money. They're like, no, I don't want to go. And then the phone rings again. It's like, hello, this is Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to come here. I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. Uh, have you heard of the Messi tax? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, your salary is in my pocket. <laughs> it comes directly to me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it, they they are still making a couple moves. I, I just uh, saw... A, a player potentially from Pumas, I think, might be coming to Inter Miami. Um, so they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. I, look, I, I think <laughs> realistically, Major League Soccer is gonna do everything in their power to set them up to succeed. You need Messi in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you need Messi in yeah. the playoffs. So we can expect that. What what happens in the playoffs? Who knows? You know, I mean, yeah. you have the 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 the, the three game uh, first round, but you know, which you would expect Inter Miami to go through, but. You never know. And, you know, we saw, uh, you know, uh, when we saw Messi uh, against Charlotte, Charlotte ended up winning one nothing, right, I believe? Mm-hmm. And that is, that could happen in the playoffs. There could be a lot of disappointment. So this is, this might be Messi's last year. Uh, and so you got to capitalize Go as much as it. possible. Go out big. So last Friday, we had the NWSL draft happen. Um, the biggest trade, we actually had a metal art correspondent out there. You'll see on the screen right now, we've got right, some right. videos um, from behind the scenes. Um, but the biggest news to come out of the draft was probably the Ashley Sanchez trade, so who dumb. was traded from the Washington Spirit for which pick was it? The this, uh, she w- fifth, third round? She was traded. Fifth overall fifth pick. Fifth overall, fifth overall pick. pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 250000 in allocation money. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? How is that going to affect the Spirit season? How is that going to affect the NWSL season? She's one of the best players in the league. So, um, you know, Ashley Sanchez been on our show before. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, there's no way for anyone, I think, uh, with with a beating heart to see this trade and be like, what? Uh, like, or just be absolutely cool with it. I'm sure Courage fans are, are, are happy. We're also... Uh, in studio, we have uh, Douglas Reyes Cerrone of, yes. <laughs> of uh, Metal Lock, the homie, uh, also in Gully Squad. Yes. And uh, so we could just let's hear it directly from from a spirit uh, supporter. What uh, I'll give my thoughts. But real quick, what your first thoughts? What's your you elevator saw? pitch? <laughs> uh, we were shocked. We're still not over it. Uh, and we can see the fact that it seems like a lot of people all around are not happy with it. And we're thinking, look, the rookies they got, they better ball out. Or we're probably calling for that general manager's head soon. There we go. Jeez, the, bar, there look, it is. the bar is incredibly high. And I'm going to give you a different take. Okay. Before uh, Mallory Swanson and um, uh, Sanchez, uh, first name Maria? Ash, oh, Ash, Maria Sanchez, Maria from, Sanchez. Uh, from Houston. Before Ash. they became the highest grossing or highest earning, yeah. who was who had the biggest contract? Trinity Rodman. Trinity Rodman. Okay. Yeah, by 1.2 mil. Why would you upset her <laughs> by trading her best friend? And that's really the first thing I thought. As soon as I saw the trade, I was like, everybody, where is Trinity? Okay. Yo. Everybody check on Trinity. Rodchez. <laughs> they were such a great group. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for Rod- the rebrand. <laughs> but it, it's it's Sandman. It's nah, Sandman. Rodchez is better. 
Rochez is better, <laughs> bro. Rochez, dude. <laughs> Well, look, uh, Sandman. Sandman is the. No, that sounds like a that sounds like a police officer. <laughs> Get Sandman over here. <laughs> so this was uh, the the uh, on TikTok. Uh, Trinity Rodman wrote. Uh, she she opened the notes app. You made Trinity open the notes app. Damn. She there's quotes. There's, there's quotes. Uh, there's ellipsi in the air. <laughs> <laughs> How could you do this? Damn. If, if you are, if you are on uh, TikTok like us young folk, uh -huh. <laughs> um, you will see that Trinity and Ashley Sanchez are the best of friends, besties. Okay, Lila's. Yes. Okay. And they were they're the type of vibe you want, bro. Uh, wait, they're that, fun. They're relaxed. They they're having a good time. They dance. They ball out on the. They fish. go shopping together. You you took that away from all of us. <laughs> okay, now they're gonna have to like coordinate and plan those those like get-togethers. When 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 friends move away, oh, it's the worst. How much harder it is it just yeah. to stay in touch. And you tell yourself you're gonna remain. You tell friends. yourself all the time. You, you tell gonna... yourself it's gonna be fine. <laughs> we could FaceTime. And then you know what? One time you FaceTime and they don't pick up, and you know what they say? Sorry, I'm just hanging out with my new friend. <laughs> and it's over for you. And now they moved on and you haven't. Or even worse, or even worse. They get a boyfriend. Oh, oh my no. God. And then that's it. You never see them again. Damn. <laughs> How dare they? Okay, so this is what the Washington spirit has. I'll never do that to you, Christian. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the day you get a boyfriend will break my heart. You think, you think I would, uh, would rip up Gorilanko? <laughs> Gorilanko? Okay. I would never no. rip this up and spit it out. All right. Metal, like, don't you even think about it. Or Pereros? <laughs> I like Pereros better. That's better. Uh, I mean, look, just some of the some of the quotes from the uh, from the from the message from uh, Trinity. She said, damn, this is how it starts. Damn, this one hits the soul. Ashley Sanchez. Me and you became friends so quick. It was the easiest friendship of my life. And we quickly started doing every single thing together. As a, as a, as time went on, life hit us, hit uh, both of us hard in different areas. And that impacted our friendship together and separately. We've gone through ups and downs family, friends, and soccer. Don't get me started on us both going through our, quote, depressed Rex phase while <laughs> using each other's shoulder to cr cry on and climb on and to still perform every day for our club country and ourselves. What? They've been through it all. It's been like a, a, a friendship. They've been friends for like three years. It feels like they've been friends forever. But, but you, and you see the, the chemistry and the dynamic and, and they played well together and they were balling. I, and if you are Ashley Sanchez, all you want to do is pass the, the ball into space. Cause you know, Trinity Rodman going to get behind without a doubt. She's going to, she's going to nutmeg the defender oh. <laughs> and, and create another highlight. Um, so it's a look on a, on a serious note, the Washington spirit uh, for after they won, um, the NWSL championship, they they just the inconsistency of like you know either front office or or, or um you know I know like uh, uh, Doug said like the people have not been happy with uh with the, you know switching owners like they, there's been a lot of ups and downs yeah, with this yeah. team and it's been unsettled for a while so uh you know in in my mind when I think of things that are wrong with the spirit I don't see like well what if we get rid of Ashley Chances I'm sure that will revitalize I'm like no why no. why would that even be the first uh, kind of thought. You better use that 250k on something. Yeah, I mean they look. We see, especially the courage who, who obviously have Ashley chances. They just signed 
um, a, a defender from uh, uh, Wolfsburg uh, who's very, uh, very good. I, I've, uh, Roush? I yeah, I name. saw the name pop up, but I and, But I, I, she's been popping up on FIFA Ultimate Team. Ah. Uh, so that's how I know. I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, Felicitas Rauch. Okay, so. Felicitas. So, yeah, I've been uh, seeing there. Felicitas Rauch. <laughs> <laughs> from time to time. But, yeah, this one, um, this one's difficult. Uh, this one, look, I mean, and Rod Roush just doesn't sound the same, <laughs> <laughs> or or San, San Roush, yeah. or or, or, Roush, or San Roush, Roush Chez, Roush Chez. Actually, it's kind of dope. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at um, uh, some of the the the. Th this is uh, Trinity's uh, uh, TikTok, and uh, it was basically a. Ashley Sanchez follow along TikTok account. <laughs> well, I, I can't play the music, but I mean, look at look at this, besties for life, just giggling. And their the spirit way are like, soccer. nah, we don't believe in friendship. We're ripping it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Was that real? <laughs> <laughs> they spit gum into. I'll say I hope not. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I with, mean, they, maybe it was a good idea to rip <laughs> these two apart a little bit. <laughs> Just get a little bit of space, you know what I mean? Y'all might have gotten too close. <laughs> it looked like, for people listening, I believe it might be fake, but it looked like they, they spit some sort of candy into each other's mouths, like back and, and forth. And back and forth. Which is also a, quite a talent. It just shows the passing <laughs> Damn, chemistry yeah. between chemistry, the two. I was going to say. Okay. Two assists. That's what I Bro, saw. That is a, two that, assists. That is a green link in FIFA <laughs> yeah, Ultimate yeah. Team, if I've ever seen one. That is top <laughs> notch. Now do it on the pitch, lady. <laughs> They're going to do it again? Oh, this <laughs> it's hilarious. Horrific. <laughs> um, so look, yeah, I, I, I hope it, I hope it, it works out. Um, you know, and look, is uh, that a long drive from Cary, North Carolina to Washington D.C.? That's a pretty five, five, six, five, six hours. Six, yeah, that's not a. Let's go hang out. <laughs> um, the yeah, look, the, the courage look like they are um, making a. Uh, this is you got to retool because Gotham is stacked. Yeah, yeah, I mean the courage they lost. It, they lost to Gotham in the playoffs, so mm -hmm. it wasn't like they had a terrible uh, season. They hosted a home uh, playoff game. The I, I think in general, and you, you mentioned Mallory Swanson, and and just the the it's like year after year, we're starting to see like, oh, who's the highest paid player? Now, nah. who's the highest? Oh no, no, this is the highest yeah, paid yeah, player yeah. now. Um, and, and Mallory Swanson, I, I think it's just a, a great example of the league being like, yo, we're. We're spending money. The, 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 well, you got to compete with Europe. The way WSL is on on up. Exactly, and and we're sort of you know Emily Fox uh, joining Arsenal. You saw Arsenal mm -hmm. has a chant for her already. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Uh, it says something like from America. Yeah. Emily it's Fox a, from a, America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. <clears throat> so, the I think the competition is only uh, going to grow as far as just keeping players in NWSL. I think we all sort of understand that the the I, I believe the highest level of the the women's game as far as uh, uh, you know in, in any league I think it is NWSL. But the the thing that NWSL has to compete with is uh, Champions League and and, and w the women's Champions League and just the fanfare of like you're some a, a lot of players a lot of American players as well want to play in. A camp, no, a camp new, and with you know ninety thousand people there, like yeah. the, just to have that experience, bucket list kind of a thing. Maybe you know you're not playing in the best league, but you get that kind of uh, uh, you know 
I don't know, that really, really authentic experience that you see the 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 men have, um, you know, for as your kid and, and growing up and watching these games. So that's that's kind of I think the 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 so this sign that the courage are, are kind of going this hard and spending this kind of money and and uh, um, you know I just think it's a sign of the growth of the league and and just again more parity as as difficult as it is to see Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Raman be broken up. Uh, overall, I'm hoping it's a, a better sign for it the league. It is a positive sign. Going abroad to Europe, we've got some other news. Jose Mourinho was sacked by Roma. They're currently ninth in Serie A, I believe, but there's a lot of rumors about Jose coming over stateside, potentially in MLS. I heard some rumors about USMNT for the future. Where do you guys think Mourinho ends up next? Well, I know he turned down a huge offer from Saudi. It was reported or rumored, I'm not sure which one, to be $120 million for two years to coach in Saudi Pro. God, I mean, we were talking about earlier about burning money. This is, <laughs> bro, <laughs> could you imagine Jose Mourinho with a hundred and twenty million dollars? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's doing just fine. Yeah, but he'd, he'd be yelling at reps from a yacht. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit of a different life. Um, I think. Look, I, it's difficult to say because the fans at Roma love him so much, and the the fans booed the players after this. When they went down to the uh, training ground yeah. to, like, you know, give give him his flowers, and he was emotional, and he brought them a trophy, he brought them uh, the the Europa Conference. It was the first trophy in 14 years. Mm-hmm. And this is a beautiful thing. The connection between uh, the coach and the fan base was beautiful. You see how emotional it made him. We're watching video here of him, uh, you know, driving past the, the the Coliseum, and just how much this means to him, and how much the fans absolutely love him. It, absolutely incredible. But if you look at you know, his inability to beat the big teams, I think he only beat Lazio once. He's lost to them five times. Or maybe there was a one or two draws in there. But they, he's only been able to beat Lazio once, which is a big rival. And then remember last season when he was waiting for the ref after the game? And then the, the yeah uh, Anthony the ref, Taylor. Anthony Taylor and the ref got, like, not attacked, but, yeah, I guess you can kind of attacked. say attacked at the, at the, at the airport. Yeah, and yeah. his family, his poor family. Hey, there was rumors that the they wanted to sack him at that moment. Mm. Um what is it, the Freedskins or something like that? The Friedrichs? I forget who owned them. Who owns Roma? Yeah. I'll look it up. But they were going to sack him at that moment. But if you look at it, he was... I mean, yes, they have the third highest wage list, wage bill in, in Syria. Friedkin, by Friedkin. the way. Friedkin. There it is. Uh, but if you look at it, you're like, how? Where is that money? Because... This isn't that stacked of a team, and he—you could tell he was trying to do as much as he possibly could with the squad he had, especially with the injuries he was he was suffering. So, in a weird way, I actually think this is going to be positive for both him and Roma. They can both restart. Daniela De Rossi is clearly just someone to be like, "Hey, fans, don't be mad at us. Here's a yeah, guy yeah, you love. Yeah, like you can't yell at <laughs> him. Yeah, oh, oh, he seems like an angry guy. Wouldn't yell at him if I were you." Um, who he said if he was in pro, he would be one of the Curva guys. He'd be in the in the stands. My first ever uh, soccer game. Uh, was Real Madrid against Roma, and I saw De Rossi play. There you go. Yeah, yeah, um, so. yeah just a, a beloved human being at the club. So hopefully that he does a good job, better than he did with Spall when he managed them in Serie B. But if I'm looking at if I'm looking at uh, Jose Mourinho, I think he kind of did everything you could possibly do mm-hmm. yeah. in the club game. I think a national team is next. The rumor was he turned down the Portugal job as well. Yeah. So maybe he goes back to that. I kind of don't want to see him as a men's national team job. I feel like tactically we've moved on as a nation from trying to play that style. Yeah, yeah. And that does feel like a just a baby step backwards. And I also, as much as people probably don't want to hear this, there's no way 
his personality and U.S. soccer mix in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I can't. U.S. See. soccer wants someone who's going to listen to them. <laughs> Jose Mourinho is going to be like, hey, none of you, three <laughs> champion respect. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I, you can't talk to me. Yeah, I think. Look, I mean, as far as his time at Roma, you know, the you know, I probably end up watching five or six Roma matches a season since he's been there, and. It's a, I mean, my general thought is like a, just a kind of underachieving mm-hmm. uh, club, just kind of disappointing performances, um, you know, not getting wins or, or you know, or, or late, late goals that they give up. I, I just think the, the, the story around him uh, getting the red cards that he gets and gets sent off and it's just, it's not the... It's a little too volatile for a club that doesn't have the resources of, of some of the previous clubs that he's had in the past. So he 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 brought the confidence of a of a, a club that should be like winning titles. Yeah. But it, it, it he's just gone too far. Like he's upset at the referees, upset about certain calls, and right. I think it. At some point, it can kind of become a distraction. Was this his third season? Is this the third? Third season third again. Season. It's always third what happens. Always sometimes. Mourinho, uh, you know, that's why. Uh, so then if you are U.S. soccer, time it, right? If the World Cup is going to be 2026, mm-hmm. hire him in 2024 this year. Next year will be his fully first season ends in middle of 2025. Uh-huh. His second year, which is usually when he wins, mm-hmm. <laughs> 20 is 2026. We win the World Cup. He gets fired the next season. Who cares? <laughs> we all got yachts. <laughs> there it is. And, <laughs> and do you not think optically it's like just a major, I don't know, a statement of intent by U.S. soccer? Because now you have Emma Hayes coaching the U.S. women's national team, obviously one of the best managers. And Jose Mourinho, you know, maybe a little bit past it. But in terms of name, there's not really many people bigger than him. Yeah, I like. I think it's a – but but as far as, you know – is he easy to work with? I mean, I don't know. It's like a. Um, I think there's a lot. Bro, of, is Greg Berhalter easy to work with? Uh, I mean, seems I like think there's just really. a, a lot of. Um, I don't know. He seems to have the buy-in from everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think Mourinho has um, just blemishes on his resume. I mean, without a doubt, like uh, one of the most successful managers. You saw reacting to Anthony Taylor. How's he gonna do in in uh, San Salvador? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, this guy's, I, it's gonna I be. I think the refs might be a little afraid, and then the USMNT <laughs> will get some extra calls. It's gonna know? be insane. Yeah, I, I look. I, I just think it's a um, a philosophy thing and a workplace thing that I think uh, uh, Americans might be a little bit intimidated uh, yeah. of the of the thought of working with them. Um, but I look. I've heard. You know, rumors of, uh, you know, well, he has said that he's interested in 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 working in America in some capacity, whether yes, it's in MLS or or, or for or U.S. soccer with the men's national team. So it's not insane that he ends up here in 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 some way. I'm, I I kind of just want to see it to see if it works. Can he like even if it's an MLS club, can he take an MLS club, play his style and and find success? Maybe it's like a. Uh, it's not that. Imp- I mean, outside of when he coached at um, at Porto, which was a much more advanced attacking style, much more progressive style. His style's pretty. I don't want to use the term simple because it's it's not. But at the end of the day, it's a relatively pragmatic. Yeah. Style. It's a four three three, pretty defensive. You know, everybody stay compact. Everybody play your game. Don't let your don't let you don't let the player in front of you beat you, or don't let him you know uh, break lines. And then attack on the counter. I, I feel not only can we play that way. Yeah. I think most I mean, of most teams have played that it's way. It's easier to do that 
play that simple style when yeah then you know deserby style oh no but it's easier when you have dda drugba frank lampard yeah of course better check four three three when every one of those positions is world class yes okay so uh yeah so so i'm i'm curious just um uh to see if he does get the opportunity to work in the u.s in some some way uh you know he can't imagine what mls club is to his stature. I just don't think that exists yet. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, he got invited to the United Soccer Coaches Convention to give, uh, like, a, virtually, right? Uh, yeah. I think uh, it was virtually. virtually. But to, just to give, like, a, a lecture or speech and talk about, um, you know, his co- coaching uh, philosophy. So I, I, I just wonder if it could, like, work here. I think it'd be cool. They did the preseason, remember, that it's called soccer? The yes, Cosmo? yes, against the Galaxy mm-hmm. uh, when he was a Man U, right? Yes. He was a Man U. Yeah, because uh, Pogba was hit the sign with the ball. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, the, um, so look, I, I, more than anything, I think the, the uh, you've seen the video of him leaving the training ground and all the fans uh, uh, running uh, after him and, and, uh, uh, and, you know, taking photos and stuff. It's, it was emotional for him. And I think it's emotional for the fans as well. I mean, there's a, 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 a real appreciation. I think when we, we get sort of, and I, I kind of have the bias of how he was always portrayed in English media and all the criticism and stuff like that. But then you see him, how he he's, he's kind of deified in some. Yeah. Like, some I was going to say, as a Chelsea fan, he is a god to all Chelsea fans. Like everybody loves Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but more than anything, he just he just annoyed a lot of English people. People can't can't let <laughs> he it. He also annoyed every Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs> but even that stuff, it's just good fodder for a conversation. You know, what I mean, as much as. I'm an I'm an Arsene Wengerite, and he's like a god to me, and yeah. it always annoyed me that he called him like the you know uh, the specialist of failure, or yeah. whatever it was, <laughs> and um, you know, and all of that back and forth. At the end of the day, it's, it it was something. It was like the drama that you were, you think back and you're like, oh, those were the good days. Exactly. <laughs> you know, at the moment you're mad about it, but then you look back and you're like, those were some special moments. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so the all right, we should get to our interview. Yes. Uh, we have a, a again a, a dope conversation. Uh, with Mark Wright, uh, Sports Explains Absolutely the World. Absolutely incredible. Um, the Bison Project. Go uh, go check it out uh, as soon as you're done listening to this interview with Mark Wright. was a, uh, just a great, great uh, guest and great convo to have about uh, you know the Howard uh, uh, soccer team. So here goes our conversation with Mark Wright. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, the esteemed guests continue to roll in. Exactly. I mean, we we have we have athletes, we have uh, you know uh, directors, filmmakers, mm. journalists, mm. Uh, and this is this is just part part for the course. For, Absolutely. For, for the level of uh, you know just the the high quality uh, journalism work, and that which is we're going to be highlighting today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so I'm excited about our, our upcoming guest. Absolutely. I mean, this gentleman has put together. What I think is just an incredible podcast that speaks to a subject that some of us have heard about in passing, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's been a real deep dive. This sort of reminds me of something in the vein of like what Grant Wall had tried to do when he was around. And I'm glad that that I got a chance to listen to this. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, from the Sports Explains the World, from the Bison Project, 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Wright, everybody. Mark, what is up? Thank you. Thank you so much. I didn't want to stop you with that intro. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> more. More plaudits. <laughs> no, and I, I, I want to, uh, you know, because uh, uh, Sports Explains the World is also a, a, a Wondery and Meadowlark project. So, you're, you're, you know, we're basically co-workers we're at family. this point. This is us at the water cooler. You know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to just uh, start and, and, you know, tell people about the project. Tell people about uh, yourself, your connection uh, to the game, uh, just so we can get... Uh, a, a, a starting point where everybody is aware of what's about to happen. Absolutely. I'll try to make it not boring. Um, <laughs> but uh, here we go. So I was born in England in Wolverhampton. Uh, the Wolves are my second uh, EPL team. United, unfortunately, okay. is my first. All right. Oof. And you can't ask a follow up question. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> None needed. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Wolverhampton uh, to Jamaican parents. And I moved to Jamaica when I was two and a half. So I spent years two and a half to 12 in Jamaica and came to America on my 12th birthday uh, on my first airplane ride. Uh, family came to America, to the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, always been a soccer player, soccer fan. Obviously, I think being of Caribbean heritage, that's a requirement. And uh, ended well, up- we're, we're di I'm Dominican, he's Cuban. Not all Caribbeans, yeah, that's just yeah. me. <laughs> More, it's, we're more curveballs than we are free kicks. But we started a soccer podcast because we love it, so we're on the same page. Right. There it is. There it is. Yeah. We are brothers and kindred spirits. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, I ended up going to the esteemed Howard University in Washington, D.C. Uh, I fancy myself as a really, really good soccer player, but my skills did not push me to play at the collegiate level. So it made me write about it and report about it and tell stories about great players over the years. And I've been blessed. You're looking at somebody who is extremely blessed. My wife and I are blessed to have two sons who had no no choice but to play the game their whole lives. And they're both playing at the <laughs> collegiate level. So I'm very happy about that. That's beautiful. Congratulations. I guess for me, what's most important, what, what brought about it, for those who don't know, this is a, a sort of a deep dive into the 1971 NCAA championship for soccer, which Howard University, the university you went to, won, but then was stripped of that uh, award uh, for, I guess, a legal technicality. Now, I'm born and raised in Newark, so a lot of the things I say, I claim to be a legal technicality. Like, <laughs> sir, you were driving 40 miles over the speed limit. That's a legal technicality. <laughs> but in this case, it really is. What are numbers really? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Who's to say? I mean, right now I'm doing... 75 below the speed limit because I'm, I'm parked. Uh, but in this case, the feeling behind the whole thing still felt a little bit like a witch hunt in particular. From all of your investigation, has that feeling subsided in any way? That's a great takeaway. And, and thank you both for listening to the podcast. So you're coming from a place of I can really ask detailed questions. Um Absolutely. I think I came away from doing all the research and the reporting and speaking with all the ex-players and their family members of some of the players who've passed away. I really came away um, just a little bit more intrigued. Um, and and also always uh, I've had this feeling of the, is the story completely told? Like, have I done everything? Have I have I looked under every single stone? And no, the story isn't completely told, though I, I think this is probably the, the fullest that the story has been told because 
each of the players have their own individual stories that we didn't have an opportunity to tell their stories as well. Some of them have passed away, like I said. Um, I, I just say if this story had happened today in 2024 uh, America, um, this team would not be stripped of their championship. Yeah, you would. There would be social media would go crazy right. over something like this. And I think the most telling uh, part to me was the opposing coach never accepted the sort of the award, you know, by default because you guys were stripped of it, which I thought was, you know, to to mimic what somebody said on the podcast was classy move. But I think that goes to show now maybe they maybe you take it away from them, but that doesn't mean we want it. That's just going to sit there because the Howard University team absolutely deserved it. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I also think it's, guys, it's important to sort of frame up the timeline. So actually, December 30th of 2023 marked the 52nd anniversary of Howard winning that championship, um, which is still vacated, which you mentioned in your open that, that St. Louis, which had the opportunity to then take it by default, did not did not choose to do that. Let me frame this up. This is 1970-71 America. Um, and, and we don't have to turn this podcast into a history podcast that we know we know what was happening in America in 1970-71. Howard University had a roster of nine Trinidadians. Howard University is a, is a historically black college and university in Washington, D.C. Nine Trinidadians on this team, two Eritreans on this team, two Bermudians, uh, one Ghanaian, uh, one Nigerian and one lone African-American on the team, which was the third third string goalkeeper, Andy Terrell, who we got to interview. St. Louis's roster, 22-man roster, had 21 players on the team whose hometowns were listed as St. Louis, Missouri. They had one Brazilian, a freshman on the team. There's nothing. So th this was, if you if it sounds like black versus white, it was. If it sounds like... Um, a black school versus a white school, it was. The landscape of soccer in 1971, college soccer, was almost exclusively white. So for Lincoln Phillips, the then head coach, to come into this, to the scene with this all-black team, with this all-immigrant team, all these guys have an accent, and then play the way they played, guys. So they weren't just kicking and running and booting the ball. I mean, they were running circles around people, beating people 7, 8, 11, 10, 1. And so they put themselves in the crosshairs just by existing. And I believe, and I spoke with uh, Dr. Harry Edwards, which was a, a career goal, spoke with him, and he said it perfectly. He said the NCAA, or the powers that be, saw Howard University building something, and they were threatened by it, and they nipped it in the bud. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one question I had throughout uh, the entire podcast was essentially, you know, they, they, the, the reason was there was an, uh, an ineligible player or players. Um, but I, I, didn't, I don't I guess I, I don't know the specifics. Were there any specific charges about specific players or was it simply, you know, we don't know where these guys are coming from and blah, blah, blah. Like because I, I could see at the time. It yeah. just would have been like they would have accept people would have accepted that reason or that reasoning. I mean, you understand, you understand, like whatever legal system could be favoring NCAA. They could have said whatever they wanted. But it, where in, in your research was any those those specifics were did it seem justified even in that era that they could have done this? So what I will say, what I will say, all biases aside, that. I could see them seeing and then wanting to shine a light on 
So Howard's star player at the time, his name is Keith Acquie. Keith Acquie passed away in 2016. Keith Acquie um, came to Howard. Uh, he had been a teacher in Trinidad and Tobago, um, and he came to Howard uh, to go to law school. And he played soccer his whole life and literally didn't even know that Howard had a soccer team and stumbled onto the, onto the, the team, saw them training, and tried out. Keith Acquie ended up becoming the best player in college soccer that year, scoring 25 goals in 1970 to match his age. So he's 25 years old. Obviously, he just put a light on himself. Nobody knew right. him. Nobody knew where he came from. Okay. His teammate, Rick Yallery Arthur, uh, also from Trinidad. So those two guys were put in the crosshairs, and the allegations uh, said that these guys played professional soccer in their native homelands before they came to Howard. The problem with that is there was no pro soccer right. in Trinidad and Tobago <laughs> at the time. So they were um, mad they got beat by a 25 year old lawyer. I know, bro. bro. <laughs> exactly. By the way, that's 25 goals in what I think was an 18 game season. Correct. They got bodied, bro. <laughs> they got bodied, bro. <laughs> Judge, jury, execution. Like, bro, I don't care. You figure it out. Gotta be eligible, bro. <laughs> Uh, Keith it, it, Keith Acquie's uh, nickname was Bronco, so he Jeez. was fast. Yeah, he was, he was fast. He was fast. Two other players were caught in the NCAA's uh, crosshairs. Another Trinidadian, Tony Martin, and a Ghanaian who was a freshman, Maury Diani, who was uh, just a, a just just a magician with his dribbling. Caught in the crosshairs because they alleged that these two gentlemen did not take the SAT or the ACT. And Howard's admissions process had allowed for exemptions from the SAT and ACT for foreign students. And these two gentlemen had taken uh, uh, equivalent exams, yeah. right? That's, and so that should not have been. Right. So ultimately, that's what those are the things that 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 took. And ultimately, the NCAA uh, stripped Howard of that 1971 national championship, stripped them of their semifinal finish in 1970. And uh, the night, and they couldn't go to the postseason in '73. So it was it was really a heavy-handed punishment for right. the for the quote crimes that I just stated. <laughs> NCAA like now nah, they food too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Ineligible. <laughs> Ineligible. <laughs> There's more jollof rice eaten per capita by the Ghanaian than other players in the NCAA system. Ineligible. They're like, what is this? Pepper? Get out <laughs> <of here." laughs> Nah. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a frustrating thing because you know you mentioned uh in the in the podcast as well about like uh stopping this this what what could have been a, a, a dynasty and 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 i guess my question to you is uh you know i listening to this podcast is really where i first heard this story right i know there was an uh, uh, an espn 30 for 30 about it as well about the 74 uh uh, uh team but the I'm curious about your thoughts on the effect of this decision and and the, the maybe the future that we never got to see and Howard being possibly a soccer powerhouse in in America and how that could have affected you know black participation in soccer because it's, it's a, that's a issue that comes up on our show uh, quite often. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that ESPN thirty thirty that you reference is called Redemption Song, which I produced while I was at ESPN. So I brought I brought this story. Uh, to 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 basically to Howard, but I so guys remember I went to appreciate that. Of course, well, well deserved. Humble, humble brag. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I went to Howard University. I played high school soccer for the star freshmen on this 1971 team, and and I didn't know the story because being the humble person that Coach Ian Bain was and still is, 
just never really mentioned it. We were just kind of curious. He's 37, 38 years old while I'm in high school, and he's running circles around us 16, 17-year-olds, which he was just the guy. You can applaud him because he's going to be listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was there. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then you walk Howard's campus, and you don't see any you don't see any big memories of this feat that any other college would have a shrine for. And so that's why when I literally found out about the story in full detail in 2014, Coach was being enshrined in Howard's Hall of Fame. He said, yeah, Co- yeah, I think we, we were pretty decent. You ought to read my coach's book and you let me know if you think it's a good 30 for 30, whatever this 30 for 30 thing you speak of. And I read Coach Lincoln's book and I said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And so thanks to ESPN, it gave me a little bit of money to put a short documentary together. And uh, that became Redemption Song. But that focused on the 74 team mostly. Right. Because we're America. We like winners. We want to talk about the winners. Right. The team that redeemed the 71 team. There are guys on 74 who always felt kind of slighted that their story um, was never really fully, fully told. And so I told them back then, hey, guys, wherever I am in the world, whatever resources I have, I'm going to come back to your story and tell it as the best of my ability. And that's what became the Bison Project. So not not sure if I answered uh, a, a question that I asked myself or if I answered your question originally. No, but I mean, that's kind of the know, back. you know, I was watching um, uh, you know, Alexis uh, was in a billion dollar goal, which is the, the yes. Paramount Plus doc- documentary. And yes. hold on. And, uh, you know, one of when they were when they were talking about um, bringing, uh, you know, growing these leagues in in the United States uh, um, and and NPSL and what what became NASL. But one of the owners uh, said, like, the reason Americans are not watching soccer is because they don't have heroes to look at and, and to help pay attention to the sport. And. You know, and then the, the, that the names that they do mention, you know, obviously Johan Cruyff, uh, obviously uh, at Pelé at, sure. uh, um, and uh, Franz Beckenbauer. But it's 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 for the most part, it's a lot of white European athletes. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I'm, you know, I, I'm listening to the, the, the podcast about Howard and such a important institution to the United States yeah. could have also been an influential one in soccer. And I feel like we were so that was sort of taken away from us. Yeah, it's it's like um, they never gave the American sports fan an opportunity to make that decision for themselves. Right. So so maybe I love the game so much. It doesn't matter if that person looks like me or comes from where I come from or has my name. Um, maybe I just love the game. And maybe as a result, I'm going to have my kids play or I'm going to be in an old man league. Right. Um, and I think I think it's it's uh, it's unfair that we make that decision for them. But to to your earlier point about, you know, what was happening at Howard and what they were potentially building, if you look at any Division I or two or three college roster right now, you will see 10, 11 players from all over the world. Um, And I don't know if it was a a stroke of genius or luck for Lincoln Phillips to have the team that he had, but he he was coaching at a school that had international appeal. So he took from what was there and he's from Trinidad Tobago. Of course, he's going to go to Trinidad and get players, right? That's, that's what I know. So literally he sort of fell into something that look at college soccer today that it, and, and people are still watching college soccer. People are still watching MLS. You see the international influx of, of, of our domestic league. So um, to, to Harry Edwards point, it's really unfair and we'll never really know what might've come of it. 
But they really did nip it in the bud. And Lincoln Phillips was at Howard for 10 years, 117 wins. I think it's 17 losses and 11 ties. Um, Went to the NCAAs eight times out of those 10 years. Um, But he, if you talk to him today, and I love Coach Phillips, um, and he's been a mentor to me and my sons. If you ask him today, he feels unfulfilled. He feels that he didn't get a chance to, to finish the job that he started. And he didn't get a chance to finish, uh, to, to get to the level of greatness. When they talk about Harry Keow at St. Louis, they don't often put Lincoln Phillips next name next to right, him. Right. And it, it belongs there. Yeah. I want to ask about, you mentioned how humble and how, you know, sort of stoic Ian Bain is. Uh, Ian Bain uh, being one of the players on this team, uh, you was your coach, as you said, in high school, who you asked for a tryout and got on the team. Uh, it sort of reminds me a lot of, you know, so the work we're in a little bit. You're never really sure if you're making an impact. You know, you, we all start out when we started this podcast. We said we wanted to add value to the American player. We also wanted to give a voice to a segment of the fan base that didn't have a voice at the time. Yeah. And to hear that you got a chance to play a snippet of this podcast to him and to hear that he got so emotional that in a, in a very stoic way, he excused himself from the Zoom call from the camera. Yeah. And for you to know that you broke through, but also you were able to give him some of his flowers. You were able to show him, yes, you did have an impact. Yes, you did do something that has helped a bunch of people. Your story is being told. How, how important do you think that was for you? Massively important. Um, there is no telling of the Mark Wright story without mention of this particular story. And I've written and worked on a bunch. Uh, hold applause. Um, <laughs> this is really important. And I've told Coach Bain and all his teammates who all seem to be sort of cut from the same humble cloth. Um, it took a lot of convincing for me to have Coach Bain and his his uh, his best friend Alvin Henderson to be involved. They they didn't want to be involved, but I just kept. I was a virus. I just kept coming, and ultimately they said yes. But they had one caveat: you got to make sure that you talk about all our teammates. You got to talk about all our teammates. And remember, guys, now we've lost eight members from this team. Eight guys have passed away, taken their stories with them to the grave. Didn't tell their kids. Didn't tell their grandkids. And so. The feedback I'm getting now from guys I didn't even know is, thank you. I didn't even know that dad or pop-pop was nice like that. I didn't know that they contributed so much to Howard soccer and to American soccer. Um, he didn't talk about it and we didn't know about it. So that's the piece for me, guys, that is just like, Crazy. it's everything. Dude, but it's, it's everything. Yeah, this, but this, this is this, this is nothing like us. But, but this is a, <laughs> I would tell everybody. <laughs> but this is a common immigrant parent thing right you know my my dad passed away uh last year and we're going through his stuff and then i see my dad uh, uh was a mechanic his entire life just fixed cars it's literally he was amazing at it but then go through his stuff we find his his college degree 
majored in psychology. You think he ever mentioned that he was a psychology major? You Never couldn't once. bring it up once. <laughs> you couldn't mention it. It would have been a nice, you know, talking point at parties. It would have been interesting. It's like my grandfather was like, oh, yeah, I used to serve food to Celia Cruz when she would come into the... And we're like, <laughs> when, when were you going to bring this up? Okay, We would have respected you so much more as you made desserts, right? He was a dessert maker in Cuba. I was like, "What the hell?" I've known you for twenty five years. This is the first you're bringing it up. It's it's crazy. There's a certain th there's a certain sense. I don't know if it's like the, just the OGs. You yeah. know, they they keep it to themselves. And I'm so I'm a fan of this. Uh, you know, kids on TikTok on their mental health journey and talking about <laughs> all this stuff because it's a way to connect. So I think this is. Uh, so we're all sort of a part of of like bringing back the history of of the the of this silent generation that kind of kept stuff uh, silent to Silent generation is a good way to put it. For sure. <laughs> so, there, there was there was one one guy on the team. Uh, I'm the Michael Selassie. Uh, he was a Retrian and he was a freshman in '71, and he was also uh, on the '74 team, and. I was texting with him as we were setting up interviews with all the elders and all the players. Hey, Amde, want to make sure you're there. And he would he texted me back and he just kept saying, and he was a soft-spoken guy. He just said, hey, man, I'm, I'm not doing well, um, but follow up with me in a week. And I kept following up. And turns out he was sick and never said he was sick to me and passed away three weeks before uh, we did those interviews. Three weeks before we did. I still have the text, the WhatsApp text exchange with yeah. Amde. And that's what pushed me. That's what drove me to, and this was, you know, this was 2021, we're doing these interviews. We had every reason in the world to cancel them. That's like coming off the pandemic. They're older. We're trying to have them at Howard. I had every reason in the book to postpone it and push it. I said, no, this is too important. It's too important to do it. And we did it for Amde. We did it for the other players who passed away and Coach Lincoln Phillips turns 83 on the 4th of July this year. Amazing. Wow. Still in great, still in great health, still doing uh, goalkeeper training to young Look kids. Of course he is. All right. Right? Why, so why, know, why ever stop? I don't know stop? who was going to tell this story and call his name, but we wanted to make sure that that happened. All right. Well, that look, this is that's a wonderful uh, birthday present for your 83rd birthday. Uh, so, uh, Mark, right, everybody, make sure uh, you go check out Sports Explains the World on uh, uh, you can check out the podcast wherever you get uh, a podcast. Real quick, actually, before we end, is there going to be a part four? Do you think uh, Howard's going to go after this? Maybe go back in history? So, you know, one of the I had I had three it's like you're setting me up. I had three takeaways for this one. Just get the story told. And if that's all you accomplish. You, you can rest. Get the story told. Well, I got two I got two more things. One, get the story back on the NCAA's radar. Howard got jobbed. Get it back on the NCAA's mm -hmm. radar. And whether yeah. they want to get whether they want to do right by Howard uh, or they're shamed into doing right by Howard or, you know, this is a new generation of NCAA. They just want to do the right thing. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. The third thing is I also like to get this in front of the vice president of the United States, who was a Howard alum. Mm -hmm. And Let's go. these guys were promised, these guys were promised, as you heard, a White House visit by then President Nixon, which never happened. And how awesome would it be for these guys, whoever can make it, to just get a visit and get their flowers there. Whatever comes of the story, that would be amazing. So is there gonna be a part, maybe that's part three and part four, and maybe that's the case. You know, since we're co-workers, let the Meadowlark people and the campsite people know. Let them know that that's <laughs> absolutely. Okay, no, we'll let them know. Okay, you no. think the 
You think Dan knows Kamala? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that, could, which one of us could get the closest to Kamala Harris to text? I just get this done. We got to get, uh, you know, Stu Gatz putting medals on these guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the way we, <laughs> we cross over. I hope it happens because NCAA, it's a good way to sort of fix some past, you know, uh, errors. Absolutely. And transgressions. We, and we all know NCAA has made very few errors in Never. their history. I don't very, think very, ever, very limited amount of errors. I don't think they've ever done anything <laughs> racially biased in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So why start now? Okay. Right? So we need to make some corrections. All right. Uh, again, Sports Explains the World, um, the Bison Project. Uh, it is on uh, the feed there. Uh, go check it out. It is available now wherever you can get uh, podcasts. So, uh, Mark Wright, absolutely honored. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. What an incredible, incredible interview! Shout out Mark, to us. To us, we, we just we, <laughs> we really not interview. You know, people. Mark, right? Whatever. Shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. No, he was really, there too. He was we, there. But <laughs> look, did you see the questions we asked? Oh my god! <laughs> the banter, bro. The back and forth, the comfort that we brought to mm. our guests. You know what? We make people comfortable, and at the end of the day, we deserve all the credit in the world. For it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but dude, Mark was absolutely incredible, man. Amazing. So uh, shout out to Mark Wright. Again, uh, go check out the Bison Project, Sports Explained to the World, the Metal Arc Media podcast. Go check it out. Um, just a, a quick note. We, uh, we just We're wanna... switching some stuff up on, yeah, you on may, YouTube. Yeah, you may have noticed. It may not. But just uh, for people who may not be aware, but we're kind of uh, trying some uh, new stuff out on YouTube just to... Uh, I know some people uh, watch the full episode. Some people... Well, you know, might feel like, oh, this is uh, uh, listen a little to too long, maybe. So they listen. Minutes. Yeah. Who got that kind of time? What am I? Uh, you know, my TV, uh, the battery runs out. <laughs> that how TVs work? Okay. Uh, I got to charge my TV. <laughs> Everybody <Yeah>. relax. <laughs> uh, well, with the size of tablets these days, uh, am I right, folks? Am I right, folks? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, here, if you want relatable comedy, <laughs> go see Christian Bolongo. But what we're going to do is we're going to take uh, each of the segments and put them up as individual videos. Uh, so they'll. You know, you'll get a chance to sort of, hey, this this subject is the one that's important. If you're a big NWSL fan, you can click on that one first. And you can sort of remix the Cooligans podcast to your own liking <laughs> visually, which is pretty cool. So uh, if you're not already, uh, check it out. If you are a big YouTube watcher, I suggest you subscribe to the podcast. Hit like on every single video. Take a, take a few <laughs> days off work. Uh, <laughs> give us a thumbs up on every video. Um, and, uh, yeah, just make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're going to be trying a couple different things on there. Uh, let us know what you think. Exactly. Uh, so comment, like, subscribe. Uh, mm -hmm. So you, like uh, like uh, we said, so there'll be the full video of the show. But We're then almost at 10K. Almost at 10K. We're almost at 10K. We're almost there. Help you know, for two guys who never really focused on YouTube, we just put stuff up there and we're like, hey, we hope it works. Mm -hmm. We were doing everything wrong. Uh, <laughs> and we tried really hard uh, these last few months. And it's really starting to... Uh, to, to bear fruit, if you will. Exactly. So uh, hit that subscribe button, dummy. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't watch YouTube, don't hit that subscribe <laughs> button. Okay. So, uh, uh, so you know, I, I've, I've heard that we have to call our audience dummies yes. uh, to get them to Walk subscribe. up to your television and touch <laughs> the subscribe button. Again, this is how technology works, right? Uh, so as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, shout out to Mark Wright for joining us. Yes. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with uh, a brand new episode. And uh, uh, as always, uh, yeah, uh, sh you know, share the podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a, leave a review. Uh, you can do that as well. Uh, show some uh, love and appreciation because that's all we do for you. 
You just mm-hmm. constantly show you love and appreciation. Now, Christian right. and I are going to go practice spitting gum in each other's mouths. <laughs> okay. We have to, you know, the competition is fierce out there. We're trying to work on our assist numbers. That's so. right. <laughs> so. Poleros is back, baby. <laughs> All right. We'll see you Monday, everybody. Peace. Love you guys. It's the Cooligans, buddy. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.